0: Let's do this! The Cult of Hockey podcast by the Fateful And for the Fateful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal. And I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Hey, Bruce. Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? Uh, okay. I mean, it's really disappointing to see the Oilers lose, but it was a fairly entertaining game. It was a frustrating as hell game. And it was a game I think the Oilers should have won. It's a typical Oiler loss, Bruce. They, they out-chance. The other team, grade-A chances, 16-14. to 14. Although mm-hmm. it's possible that Calgary had more of the five alarm chances, um, I think that that's a fair fair to say. But, um, you took a word
1: right out of was my a, headline five alarm. Yeah, that's <laughs> there
0: was that's my new uh, that's my new scoring chance kind of metric. I we, we mm-hmm. don't track it, but I think there's a good we track grade A chances of the twenty five percent shots, but the five alarm shots are like thirty three percent or higher. You know, and the Flames had a number of those more than the Oilers did. And the Oilers really threw this game away in a lot of ways, Bruce. It was a very frustrating game, and we're going to get into that. So this is our two good things, two bad things, and two numbers podcast. And we're going to switch it up because it's a, a loss tonight. Um, let's go with our bad thing first, Bruce. And why don't you start out with the, your bad thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the netminder. I mean, you, you talk about the... the uh, um uh the 33% chances and I'll grant you there was there were some of those and he stopped a couple of them but man oh man uh six goals against David and oh, what is his
0: save percentage
1: for, now, for my sorry. money uh Koskinen was was largely or at least partially at fault on five of the goals right I am going to give him a pass on the Johnny Gaudreau breakaway uh when both of his defensemen went behind the goal line at the other end of the ice, leaving Connor McDavid, of all people, to defend a three-on-one with Johnny Goudreau, got a breakaway, picked the top corner, made the shot. And the other goals are... <laughs> like, the first one was an outside shot. Absolutely had to be stopped, first minute of the game. Well, that uh, it was, was cap- really rough. Calgary's only half-decent shot of the first period, and it went in the net. Uh, and then... Uh, uh, in the, the, in the middle frame, after that, he, he tipped. Break. Yeah, the tying two-two goal, which was basically Calgary's first decent chance after the Oilers took their first lead. Uh, he got his goal stick on a centering pass, and he deflected it right to the goal scorer, and then didn't track his own deflection, allowing Milan Lucic to tie the game at two to two. And then uh, let's see. Now the Oilers, uh, uh, the Oilers did get. Uh, uh, what happened on the 3-2 goal let me look at the summary here there's a uh, weird stuff happening in this game oh michael backland where he came in on a 2 on 1 it was a good chance and and uh, koskinen did make the first save but he couldn't he couldn't contain or, or yeah. track the rebound and backland was able to shove home the rebound uh, then when the Oilers did tie it up 3-3 in the third, Dylan Dubé shot one right through Koskinen from an angle. It was a marginal grade A chance, and it was a good shot, but I think it has to be stopped. I just think it has to be stopped.
0: Uh, yeah, he's got to stop some of those, Bruce. Like, he just he's letting in too many shots. It's just they're not getting that many great shots, as the Oilers are most games, but Koskinen's the second-best goalie on most nights. On almost every single night this year, he's been the second-best goalie. He's sought it off a few games. He's got to play better.
1: And then at 5-4, to four, after Nurse scored to make it 5-4, Sam Bennett, I mean, he takes a centering pass and he slams it home from 10 feet out. But he slammed it right under Koskinen's pads, right where a stick should have been. But a stick was up on its heel off to one side instead of being in position, and it went right through him. And, I mean, it was. It would have been a tough save, but, I mean, you, you got to make some tough saves. You, I mean, you got to. He made a few, in, mostly in the second period when Calgary was really pushing it, and it was 3-2, and there was a few chances they could have made it 4-2. And one time where he stopped uh, Lindholm on a breakaway and never covered the puck, and Kachuk scored on the rebound, but the referee had blown the whistle. Or he's got a break on that one, and so did and But I'm just not seeing enough uh, NHL-caliber saves. You know, Even when you let in a bad goal or two, you have to respond with, with some stops and what we have sixteen, fourteen 14 grade a chances for calgary and six goals i mean that's just not good enough no just
0: that not should not be good enough. that should be three or four goals right tops that should be three or four goals 25% shots now again some of them were were higher percentage so let's say it should have been four goals mm-hmm. but that's uh it's that's not six
1: but four goals, four and twenty-eight shots against. your team's got to be getting some points in the standings out of that, and and uh, the goalie's got to do his job. And to me, uh, tonight, uh, Mikko Koskinen just flat out wasn't good enough.
0: And uh, on the goalie front, Bruce, our prediction that we both predicted it that Grossnick would be likely. We, we were pretty confident he was picked up on waivers. We we saw that coming, in it. We don't by have to get Kings. into it by the Kings, and we mm-hmm. we. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Ken Holland's thinking. Um, but I think that's a big mistake. And we'll see. If if later in the year, Stuart Skinner has to play some key games down the stretch, if it, uh, that's that's going to haunt the team. Anyway, Bruce, my bad thing was Tyson Berry mm-hmm. and um, his defensive play. And I think I have, we've seen him now with this 13, 13 games. We're getting a sense of his game. I think I've got some time for him on the team, mm-hmm. <laughs> like as a third pairing defenseman. Mm-hmm. He is not, he is a he is not a top pairing defenseman. And okay. if you're going to have him with Darnell Nurse, like they just were, it was, it was a just one, <laughs> it was one space, foobar moment after another for Tyson Berry all game long. He, he, that's, that, you know, it was, it, so let's, let's go. He had, he made gr- major mistakes on five grade A scoring chances again. So let's just, mm-hmm. I'll run through them quickly. So um, the first one, Milan Lucic has the puck in his own zone and he's clearing it. And Tyson Berry, Lucic it into the air and Tyson Berry thinks he's going to go Akeem Alejuwon and block that puck. And he leaps up to block it and it goes over his head and it's a two on one. <laughs> And um, remember that's the Mangiapane-Backland rush. And Barry, to his credit, does catch up and almost catches Mangiapane to the to the point where Nurse probably misplayed the two-on-one. I think Backland scored on that play, correct?
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Nurse yeah. kind of played far into the middle and gave uh, Backland a clear path to the net and a and uh, and he took himself out of the play on the rebound as well but that was Barry's primary mistake to my eyes that allowed the oh, yeah. 2 on 1 to happen yeah
0: yeah N- nurse might have read it a little better but it's th- things are yeah. happening fast out there and we 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 nicked the, we nicked nurse on that play but th- really that was Barry so then the next two grade a mistakes come on the bang bang <laughs> sequence and um what happens on this when he goes to play a puck okay okay so uh <laughs> This is the one where, again, this time he gets lofted over Nurse's head, at least Nurse is covering a man, and there's two guys back, Nugent Hopkins and Tyson Berry. And there's only two Flames there, and the puck's on the boards, and and Nugent's taking the guy on the boards. But what does Berry do? He tracks over there to, to cover the man that Nugent Hopkins is already battling. And uh, Lindholm gets the best scoring chance probably of the game. He gets an absolute breakaway, and it's a miracle he didn't score. Great save by Koskinen on that play. But and a quick what, whistle. What was, and a quick whistle, what was Barry doing on that play? Like, he just, we, we saw a play earlier this year with Adam Larson. Adam Larson, Larson game thing. one. Yep, but, yep, you know, that was game point. one, right? That was, <laughs> the rust was all over everybody. Come yeah. on, man. This is, like, anyway. Okay, then number four. Um This is both he and Nurse. They get kind of, it's at center ice. The puck gets shot out, and they kind of get hooked up together at center ice. Mm-hmm. And uh, the puck uh, goes to to um, to Bennett, Sam Bennett on a breakaway. He gets a backhand shot on a kind of a partial breakaway backhand shot. And then there's the fifth one, which you've already alluded to, his fifth major mistake on a great-a-chance against. And, Bruce, this is the one which has me thinking, I'm putting Evan Bouchard on the power play. I'm going to punish you. I would pun- If I was the coach, I would punish you for that play by taking you off the power play for at least one game. And... They were only down by a goal, and yeah. there was, I think, um This was the game 14, winner. 14 14 minutes left. And um that's what I got marked down here. And so what <laughs> Barry gets the puck. Uh nurse is already charging down low into the zone, which right. is marginally okay if someone covers for him and McDavid did cover for him. Then Barry takes the puck down low and he makes this absolutely marginal uh pass, backhand pass to trying to hit Dominic Cahoon way across the slot on the other side of the ice. Cahoon's not really even open and the pass Mm -hmm. gets picked off and they're off to the races three on one. And then Goudreau's breakaway. And this is because of, this is, this is just criminal puck management at a key part of the game from a veteran defenseman. And I know that they're pushing to score, but you you don't make that play. So I guess if that was the only mistake this game, but it, it was just, it was endless. The the kind of like what is going on? Yeah, well, I, I've got a
1: screen grab of that one. I mean, at the time, I was saying to my wife, you know, where's the D? Why is McDavid the only guy back on a three-on-one, and there's nobody else in the frame? So of course, I wound it back, and I actually took a screen grab, which I'm going to publish in the player grades. So egregious was the positioning here where the two Oilers defenders, Nurse and Barry, are the two deepest guys in the defensive zone, both basically on the icing line as the jailbreak is coming back the other way. And Nurse is fast enough that he was able to sort of get back in the frame, but he wasn't able to do anything about the breakaway pass to Goodrow. And, of course, nobody's catching Goodrow from behind. And and uh, uh, it was just... I was pond hockey, David. They were just all over the place, both of them. Like I, 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 I never want to see that pairing together ever again.
0: He brought up the, the worst in Nurse, I thought. Like they brought out the worst in each other them or just something.
1: Wanderlust.
0: They were just both of them just totally <laughs> freelancing, going everywhere and thinking they're Bobby Orr or something. Like I don't know what what the heck was happening out there, but. Uh... So I don't mind Barry on the third pairing. I, I, I'll, I... That's where he belongs, I think, and with running the power play probably or. Frankly, Evan Bouchard could run the power play. I mean, it, it's really interesting if the Oilers had signed Markstrom, and I was against that length of contract for Markstrom, I still am. Uh, he's playing well in Calgary. There's no denying it, but um, they wouldn't have had money for Barry. Barry and Bouchard would be the power play quarterback right now, I think, Bruce, on this team, and uh, would be interested to see that because in the last minute of the game, we saw just how lethal Evan Bouchard could be. He got he he set himself up. It, uh, on the uh, left half wall with his right and he got off a couple two or three one-timers which t- two of them I th- or one pass to mcdavid which almost ended in a goal and then his shot which dry almost put in i mean bouchard is lethal um and and they, they're gonna have to i think they gotta they're gonna have to commit to evan bouchard i believe if they want to win because he's a difference maker on the attack. Now he had some rough moments on defense that that uh, happened tonight. There was a couple of them. We we nicked him on two goals. He got caught behind the net on one, and he got caught wandering somewhat on the other. Nonetheless, Bruce, I just mm-hmm. Bouchard is, I, I think, uh, a, <laughs> it's. I shouldn't say he's a safer player than Tyson Barry because we haven't seen enough of Bouchard to say that. But he couldn't get much less safe than than Barry's uh-huh. performance tonight. So.
1: On the sixth goal, he resembled Tyson Berry's game tonight when he was sort of playing left wing for some reason. He chased the puck all the way over to the far yeah. boards, and that was the one that went behind the net. And they passed it out through dry on the right side of the goal, where the right defenseman normally might be. Uh, uh, Drysaddle was trying to cover behind the net, and there was no defenseman there. And uh, good, um, what's his name, Bennett? walks into the slot and hammers at home. And that that was that, that was very poor coverage by Bouchard. There's no way around it. Well, uh, versus- he did hammer some dangerous shots. He You know, he did look good in the offensive zone. I mean, really, all three of those guys had their moments in the offensive zone. 11 shot attempts for Barry, six each for Nurse and uh, uh, Bouchard, 10 shot on goal among the three of them. But um, uh, defensemen are supposed to play defense as well. <laughs> Yeah, kind of in, in the job description.
0: <laughs> in Barry in Bouchard's defense on that play, the 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 Calgary player got the puck there. There was no one within a country mile of him. Someone mm-hmm. had to go cover him, so he did. So I, I like I'm a little less I don't think th- I think that was a mistake, but I don't think yeah. it was in the same category as the kind of mistakes that we saw from Tyson Berry tonight. Because someone had well, to cover was, that Calgary player. I don't know who missed that. Was miss, was Was there a line change? I, I have to go. There was no back
1: left winger there,
0: but yeah, uh, there
1: was, the danger wasn't along the left wing boards. The danger was yes, in front of the net. Anyway, I'll, I'll categorize it this way: it was a rookie mistake. And I'm a lot more forgiving of rookie mistakes when they're made by actual rookies like Evan Bouchard as opposed to nine-year veterans like Tyson Barry.
0: What's your good thing, Bruce?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had a good thing. Uh, I did have a good thing. Oh, the first period. Uh, Other than that first-minute goal against, which was a to me, a shot that had to be stopped. Edmonton took over from there, and they absolutely dominated the last 19 minutes of the of the frame. They outshot Calgary 17-3. Uh, Calgary had just the one shot till well past the halfway part of the first period. Edmonton, by our count, had eight grade-A scoring chances to zero, and by period's end, they'd actually eked out a 2-1 lead, which they richly deserved. Honestly, they should have been ahead by at least two goals after the first mm-hmm. period. And everything looked great. It looked looked like they were the dominant team on the night. And then after the first period, things changed. I mean, Calgary got better, but uh, Edmonton's discipline just fell apart.
0: Yeah. I want to give you some credit here, Bruce. You referred again to the Lindholm goal, and you talked about Koskinen, and and you didn't use the phrase, uh, he would like to have had that one back.
1: No, you won't hear me say that very often, David. Now,
0: Cassie Campbell couldn't resist using it at least once in the game. I actually thought she did pretty well. Um, uh, I haven't heard a lot of her work, but I thought other than that, there was a few few hackneyed moments, and that was one of them. But, you know, she's not alone in saying that. That should be banned from oh, they, every, all it, every, they all say yeah. it. They all say it.
1: Every game for, like, 10 years. All the to, color guys.
0: It's, stop it. They want to play <laughs> it. They want to take it easy on the goalie, right? They want to, you know, they, they, it's well, a way. Take it
1: easy of, on the fans. Tell us something different
0: than the yeah. same
1: old hackneyed cliche over and over
0: again. No, he'd like that one back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like those ten seconds back where I had to listen to you say that cliche times t- times one thousand. Yeah. Oh God! Of course he would. Do they do, do they say that? I don't watch oh. NFL games anymore. Do they say mm-hmm. that when a quarterback throws an interception? Boy, I bet you he'd like that one back.
1: Uh, once in a while, I think they probably do, but not like three times a game or whatever. <laughs> and, and the announcers. Are, I, I, I always get the Saturday night games from Calgary. They, they always rile me up because their, their 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 teams that's are seem to be stacked like, with homers. But yeah. on, on a Saturday night national game, if it's a regional game, you expect the guy to be talking to the regional audience. But on a national game, calling that Johnny Goodrow goal the way he did, you know, that's make it stop, man. It, I mean, it,
0: didn't can, he say know, at the start of the game after the first goal, like that's the way you want to see the game start, something like yeah. that as well. That's yeah. a, I, I thought what?
1: Johnny Goudreau, Oh yeah, we scored. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounded like to hey, me. That's our I job. Mean, I'm biased too, but I mean, come on. You're supposed that's to be our professional.
0: job to be biased, not their job. We're <laughs> we're like the two fans here, man. Like they're not fans. They're supposed to be.
1: Uh, anyway, that kind of stuff does piss me off, and it did Just on like, that
0: occasion. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of calls by the refs that pissed me off that game, but anyway. <clears throat> Like, like the like, one
1: where McDavid got tripped into tripped the goalie.
0: Into the goalie.
1: McDavid
0: got the penalty, yeah. That, that RV call in the third, too. Come on. That was so cheap. Like, how many times do we see a stick foul like that again?
1: They call I've a lot heard. of them. I mean, it was not that oh, out of line with enough. what they All call.
0: All right. All right. My they bad. Uh, well, I did my bad thing. You've done. Oh, we got. I got to do my good thing. That's right.
1: Yeah.
0: My good bad. thing is, because we reversed the order. My good thing is, yes, uh Puglia Yarvi, Bruce, and I'm going to hazard to guess, I am going to hazard to guess that in all of the days since the 2017 draft, when Yesa Yarvi was drafted uh, fourth by the Edmonton Oilers and Matthew Kachuk was drafted sixth, this is the one day that Oilers fans could say, Yessa Puglia Yarvi outplayed Matthew Kachuk in a game and looked to be the better player. That's what I saw, and, and I was particularly happy, Bruce, because I've been um, complaining about Pugliarvi's lack of consistency this year. This was his second, I thought, second really good, confident game in the ro- in a row. He was really moving the puck well. That line was uh, attacking well together. Um, Pugliarvi had two uh, fantastic chances on the power play where he almost stuffed it in like bang-bang shots at the first period. Uh, set up for McDavid Where he really held his ground He was battling uh, with uh, Noah Hannafin I mean who's not exactly Big Bobby Clobber But uh, nonetheless Pugliarvi held his ground Almost scored there And then scored an Just such a fantastic goal Which, which I'm It's the kind of goal Which I hope to see 50 to 60 times In Yessa Pugliarvi's career Where he goes in there Frank Mahovlich like And uh, or, you know Yakushev like All these big guys who I recall from the '70s, which is uh, my my uh, go-to era in hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he went in there and, and just scored a beautiful goal, set up for McDavid. And um, give and
1: go, a- he was flying like he started that play from deep in his own territory. Yes, it did, and he fed it off to McDavid at the attacking blue line. He just kept flying right in and just blew past the uh, defender and buried a good shot. That was a, that was a sweet play by. <laughs> Yes, early in the third to give uh, Hope at 3-3. to And then before his shift was over. This is the third time this has happened in like the last 10 days. Where Edmonton tied a game in the third period and took a penalty on the next play and then couldn't
0: kill the penalty Mm. right after. Their penalty killing is a problem. So, Pugliarvi, Bruce, when we were watching him in Finland, uh, I was referring to him as the aircraft carrier. You know, he's just Mm -hmm. so big, moving around the ice. Just this huge, big force. Uh, dominating, the, uh, dominating the dominating the, surface of play, and he was that tonight. He was an aircraft carrier out there. He looked really good, and um, I'm starting to feel it, – it's kind of exciting, Bruce, and I know the orders are only six and seven here, but um, it looks like to me from what I'm seeing of – what we're seeing of Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberry that those picks are going to work out for the Edmonton Oilers. And these are really exciting players coming to the Oilers. You know, two big, fast, talented hockey players. So then you, you add that to, so Puglia Yarvey, a big, fast, talented hockey player. Dreisaitl and Nurse. Connor McDavid, all of them, three big, fast, talented hockey players. And Kyler Yamamoto who's very talented. Nugent Hopkins. So the only pick, the only first pick that hasn't worked out in, in recent years um, could turn out to be um, Neil Yakupov, which is a huge miss, obviously. That's going to happen, though. But if if it looked for a while that Puglia Yarvey, and Yamamoto, neither of them might turn out. And that was a very depressing kind of moment and thing to consider because it would have really doomed the Oilers. But to have all of these players um, look like they're going to turn out... And I, and I know some people will say, oh, it's premature on Holloway and it's premature on Broberry, And that's, that's a fair comment. But I... From what I've seen, like, we have been actually watching them play. And um, I think they're going to make it. And I think this is really going to be an exciting team.
1: Holloway's got seven multipoint games in a row at the University of Wisconsin. I know he had two in the first period tonight. And I thought I heard that he had five points in the game tonight.
0: Oh, jeez, I didn't even know that. So, so uh, he was hurt. Unless I the-
1: misunderstood as to who, who, which one it was between him and Caulfield had the five-point game. The two of them are on fire. Cole Caulfield-Montreal draft pick from last year, middle of the first round, and Dylan holloway Oilers middle of the first round pick from this year, and they're both tearing it up at Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, there was Caulfield's a lot of controversy. 17
1: goals in 18 games.
0: There was controversy with the Broberry pick, and there was controversy with the, ho- some with the Holloway pick, including me. Like, we were, I was on the Seth, you know, we were all sitting there, Seth Jarvis, Seth Jarvis, and maybe Seth Jarvis in the end will be a better player. We don't know that, right? But this is, this is, ex- but if they a never guy had a if, shot at Seth Jarvis, so. that's right. If a guy is going to turn out right, if a guy, mm-hmm. if a player is going to become a really good NHL player, they they tend to announce themselves early yeah. on. And so it's you know if Dylan Holloway had another Holloway had another season where he was like 30 games and let's say 20 points or 23 points or something like that in college hockey, that would have been you know you could try to put a good spin on it and say oh he's going to come on, but this is what you need to see. This is the kind of production that you need to see. Uh, let me just see. I'm looking up. Mm. Dylan Holloway leads the entire NCAA in power play goals per minute. All right, uh, one goal and four assists for Dylan Holloway tonight. There you Makes, go. Twenty-three points. points. Twenty-three points in twelve games.
1: Wow.
0: So, so this is the kind of scoring. Wow. This is Trevor zegras like scoring at mm-hmm. the NCAA like and level. Zegras mm-hmm. might have done it as a freshman, but. Um, it- yeah, he did,
1: and Zegers. I was going to mention him. I mean, there's a guy where you can say, well, Zegers was on the board when the Oilers took Brober. and uh, Zegers has got five points in two AHL games against Bakersfield. Like uh, Bakersfield oh, lost geez. the first two games, and, and Zegers oh, was damaged over. Uh, but They'll as for uh, Seth Jarvis, he was off the board. But so there's you know there's no point in you know you could say, well, they didn't pick Alexis Lafreniere either because you know he wasn't there. But the guy they got, he's looking like a great pick, man, Dylan Holloway. Like, he's got so much game. And, I, you know, I mean, the scoring is like a bonus. It's like you, you don't really expect the scoring. You, but all the other stuff he brings just screams NHL quality player. And the Ora's got a live one there in Dylan Holloway.
0: Very good, very good. I mean, I like the orders top six right now. I mean, I've, I've, I would, I've, of course, I would shake up the lines just a little bit, make a little tweak there. But uh, I, the Oilers have top six good top six players right now, right across the board. Uh, Cahoon's looking good, and they're all looking good. But um, yeah, Holloway is going to challenge, and he might challenge this year, Bruce. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I believe the orders are going to make the playoffs, and Holloway maybe your added bonus. Like. Obviously, the orders have a huge problem right now at third line center. What was Haas? I don't know why Haas wasn't playing. Anyway, Holloway That's... could come in and might be asking a lot to be a third line center mm-hmm. uh, uh, right out of the get-go. But it's not. It might not be a bad bat. If ha- why did Haas not play?
1: Uh, he missed practice yesterday, and they said he wasn't. Well, he wasn't able to go, and they didn't really give any details. And I don't know if it's sort of any fallout from his illness. I hope not, but because uh, yeah. he looked so good in those two games that he played, and they missed him tonight.
0: Did they ever? Okay, Bruce, what's your number?
1: <sighs> My number is zero and one, and that is the combined number of shots on goal and hits by James Neal and Zach Cassian. The left and right wingers on the order's expensive third line that's actually more expensive than the order's second line that has Leon Drysaddle on it and two sub-1 million-dollar players. And, I mean, they're paying these guys big money to show up and play well in big games, and I'm not seeing it. I mean, James Neal had one shot tonight that was blocked, one giveaway, minus one. That was his full line. And he was out there on the power play, but it wasn't effective. And I mean, instead of getting in the goalie's face and and blocking his view, he was blocking the open side of the net and he blocked a shot that McDavid looked like it was going to go in the net until it hit Neil in the way and losing battles. and, And I mean, he won some, but I'm just not seeing it. And Especially on a night like this, when you see the guy he got traded for, the guy that the Oilers gave up, like big extra money, extra cap space, a draft pick, just to get rid of Milan Lucic. Well, Milan Lucic had a goal and assist tonight, and he was a hell of a lot more effective for Calgary than James Neal. So that stings. And the other guy, Zach Cassian, like you expect a game like this would be the one that might wake him up. Zero shots, one hit. And, you know, 9 minutes and 52 seconds, like there was no real reason to throw him over the boards because when he's out there, nothing happens. He's just, to me, going through the motions, David.
0: You know, maybe, yeah, Bruce, they're not playing well. They're they're set, they, you know, Taurus isn't playing well. This the whole is line thir- is
1: pretty dismal.
0: 13 games, Kyle Taurus. what's his plus-minus now?
1: Uh, so, another minus-1 tonight. I think that puts yeah. him to minus-10 on the air yeah. and, and basically earned... On you know, an even strength kind of thing.
0: Yeah, they, they they have a problem at center, Bruce, and Haas, especially when they're missing Haas, they then they're down mm-hmm. down to two guys that can play the position. I I think they should go with Haas and Drew Shore or Devin Shore. And so you know, I've give I give a lot of we give i I've given a little grief to uh Holland over um the gross stink goalie thing. But you know Holland earned a lot to win it all back by convincing Pulley or Harvey to come back to Edmonton. Um, that's a huge, huge move by the GM and um, mm-hmm. says a lot about him. But the Cassian contract, um, you know, the gross thing's probably a small thing in the big picture because it's probably not going to haunt them because if both goalies don't get hurt, there's no issue. But the Cassian contract is starting to look like this is the first year of that deal. It's got the four more years, 3.2. If, if there's no fighting in the NHL and intimidation isn't a big part of the game and he's not offering that and he's playing like this, this is not, uh, you know, I'm, I like the player and uh, he's just got to, he's got to stick it. I, I'm going to cut him some slack because I don't think there's chemistry on that line at all. I think that, that um, they need a better center. And so I want to see that happen. And maybe they can get going of Haas. If it's Haas, Neil and Cassian, I want to see that line for four or five games because I think that line could work.
1: There was one play tonight though, David, where Johnny Goudreau was cutting behind the Calgary net with the puck, and Zach Cassian was cutting in behind the Calgary net from the other side. And Goudreau was right in the trolley tracks. And I mean, Goudreau was a slippery guy. Cassian probably wouldn't have nailed a hundred percent of him or anything, but he had him in the trolley tracks. And he had to he had to hit him. I mean, it's just his job to hit the guy. And instead, he steps tries to anticipate where Goudreau is going to pass the puck, and he steps aside, trying to intercept a pass that never happened. And instead of having a good chance to hit an important player on the other team, he literally let him skate. And, you know, what what are they paying him for? Like, he's supposed to bring the emotional play, the physical play, uh, pop in the odd goal, you know. make things happen, stir things up, you know, drop the flippers once in a while. Like, we haven't seen any, any, any of that all year. Like.
0: So Neil's got two more years at 5.7, and Cassian's got... You know, and this is a problem, because, okay, they have to sign Nugent Hopkins. They're going to have to sign, (laughs) in years to come, they're going to have to sign Kyler Yamamoto. They're going to have to sign uh, Darnell Nurse. They're going to have to sign... Uh, yes, a yarvi it looks like So there's, there's going to be some deals They're going to take some money here right. And the Neal and the Cassian deals Are the two things that could really Bite you uh, mm-hmm. In terms of, in a flat cap era Which is, this is going to be The NHL's economics aren't going to oh, be yeah. changing anytime soon So um, that's that's why I'm singling
1: out their lack of contribution to this. I mean, the oilers have a, a, a veteran third line, three guys that are all like twenty nine that's thirty two years old, all well played, paid and reasonably well paid. Uh, as of in the bottom six, that should be advantage oilers, and they've been getting murdered. like they, they haven't, you know they on a good night, they break even. You know, remember that old Craig McTavish statement, of, uh, the best you can hope for is that they might break even, talking about the bottom six that he inherited from Steve Tambellini. Well, yeah, unfortunately, that describes uh, the line of uh, tourists between Neil and Cassian to this point.
0: The good news is with Holloway, uh, Broberry, and Bouchard, uh, this is Bouchard's first year on his ELC, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. And so so they're going to get three years out of him at a, at a discount oh. and three years out of Holloway and three years out of Broberry. So mm-hmm. they they get a little relief there, but they're going to need a goalie too. Like they're, they're going to have to figure this out if Koskinen doesn't step up and, and you know. Um,
1: and they're going to they, need those guys to pick it up to at least be yeah. sort of decent average players.
0: Yeah, I don't I I. I haven't mind Neil myself this year. Like I know he's not playing great, but there's I've seen some, some things I've liked a little bit.
1: Few things, Cassian.
0: So. Cassian, not as much. Like is he pouting because he's not on McDavid's line? I don't. I don't know. Like what's going on? Bruce, my number is well, plus McDavid's
1: one. line because when he was on McDavid's line, he didn't do anything there either.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So Yarvey earned the job because he was making stuff happen.
0: Yeah. I want to see him with Haas and Haas, Neil and Cassian and I, I'd, I'd like to see that line or some something like that um, where uh, s- s- ch- see what happens when he's not with McDavid, but he's with a decent center who can who can help him make some plays and then I'll then I'll uh, come up with a more definitive take on his year so far. Bruce, my number is plus one mm-hmm. and there was only three other players who were plus one. Jujar Carra who played his mm-hmm. best game of the year. Mm-hmm. And looked like he was kind of going for it, like looked like he was mm-hmm. trying to play with some confidence and make plays, which is what I, I hope to see from him. Because I do think there is a good player there. I just think there's a player sorely lacking in confidence right now and um, who needs to to just go for it when he's on the ice. And I thought he did that this game, scored a nice goal on a deflection. Uh, the other plus one was William loggison who I thought he had a few mistakes, too, but I thought was, was fairly solid out there. And I'm, I'm liking as a player quite a bit. And would prefer, I think the Oilers' best lineup is probably with Lagoson in it and Chris Russell not in it uh, at this point. Um, and the other guy that, who is plus one was Adam Larson, who I thought was easily the Oilers' best defenseman this game. And he didn't make one major mistake on a grade-A chance against an even-strength Adam Larson. I thought he was forceful on the ice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's, a, he's a, It's going to be an interesting decision with him as a UFA. Because if he can't, he is 28 According to Cap Friendly, um, he's had some injury troubles, but uh, if he wants to stay in Edmonton, I, I we'll have to we, you know they have all season to watch him play and we'll see then. But I'm liking what I see of Adam Larsson. I know that that's a minority opinion possibly right now in the uh, oil country, but uh, I just thought tonight really highlighted what he brings. He's a tough, rugged guy who makes good decisions on the ice, unlike some other defensemen who are out there
1: yeah yeah well we had we had three offensive defensemen doing a lot of walkabout tonight and uh, yeah uh, Ligason, I liked Laguson's game and that wrist shot I've been warning you about actually uh, turned into a goal that was tipped home by Kara uh, to open the or to tie the game early it seemed like a big goal at the time mm-hmm. to stabilize the game early and uh, um, I thought he was uh, pretty solid. Uh, Lagason, but uh, it was the uh, it was the top pairing that struggled on, on defensively tonight.
0: I like Lagason and Larson actually. I think that's a good shutdown pairing, and I think you could use them as a, a tough minutes, heavy minutes pairing, and and ride those guys. And uh, so then, the, who are your other two pairings will Bear and Nurse, yeah. and then uh, Bouchard and and uh, Barry. Yeah. Cuckoo, Bouchard and yeah. Cuckoo. I don't know, yeah. Russell and Barry, I, I, I wouldn't, like, listen, based on tonight's play, if, if Tyson Barry was in the press box, I wouldn't blink, but I don't think that's going to happen.
1: No, it won't happen, but uh, I think they have to, if Barry is ready to come back, they got to get him in there because uh, um, Barry is the kind of high-risk guy that you don't want him taking that risk against the Johnny Goodrose of the world because uh, that'll burn you. So one thing I did like was uh, Laguson getting in Mat- Matthew Kutrick's face, and
0: uh, wasn't that uh, good?
1: <laughs> yeah, well he doesn't back down, eh? And and, uh, uh, and he didn't go overboard, but he gave him a couple shots, you know, and sort of just uh, just um, um, you know did, did his job and stood up to the guy and and uh, cleared him out of the
0: goal crease area and. It reminded oh, me Christmas. of uh, the Spartan warriors taunting Xerxes. <laughs> and, uh, Matthew Xerxes Kachuk. <laughs> I like that. Try to set him off. You know, try to get him mm-hmm. to explode. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Bruce, uh, two games coming up against Ottawa. And the, the orders they can't count on those as guaranteed win nights. They, the Ottawa team gave Montreal just a hell of a fight two in two games, games, and they mm-hmm. beat them once. And if they get some decent goaltending, they had atrocious goaltending against the Oilers, and they had some bad puck luck against the Oilers. Those games were a little closer than um, than uh, the score indicated, and it's going to be tougher than uh, the, the Oilers. But, they need to win. They obviously need to split those games, but wow. winning two is would be huge.
1: They gave in four goals in two games to mighty Montreal that have been filling the net to this point. So, I understand that uh, Matt Murray was really good in the very surprising win in Montreal on Thursday. And I assume Murray played today, but I didn't really examine what happened in that game. All I know is Montreal won 2-1 in a game that was tied going into the third period. And Montreal, you know, eked out the win, but it doesn't sound like it came for free.
0: I wonder if the orders can make a trade, Bruce, for a goalie. At this point, like trade one of the defensemen uh, for a goalie. That's what I
1: I could probably get Troy Grosnick in a trade. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could get make the deal before he crosses the border, so he doesn't have to going back into quarantine for two more Troy. weeks. Nah, Troy, I feel sorry for that guy. Troy, mineround Nick what, what a runaround. yeah i hope he's get i hope he got paid uh travel mileage on that trip yeah I don't, I don't know, know got for 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 zero playing time
0: I don't know who's looking for a defenseman right now but uh yeah if some if there's some teams that's had some injuries and needs a defenseman the order's got lots so mm-hmm. uh trade one trade one of them and get uh, get a goalie. I not think Koskinen's not a good good goalie. I just don't believe that this this pairing is gonna. He
1: wasn't tonight.
0: He wasn't tonight, but he's he's okay. I just I just think they need need to make a move. And why not? They've got all these defensemen. It's so hard to juggle all these defensemen and try to figure out a way to make it all add up. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that's just my uh, idle thought of tonight. Bruce, any other thoughts? Anything you'd like to add or?
1: No, i got to get right in game game grades, and it's already midnight, so I think I want to get out (laughs) of
0: it. Thanks for talking.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Go get them Monday. And (laughs)
0: And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.